works very hard on, on fitness and um, and the running game. That's what kind of led me to, to want this dream of being a, a racing driver. There's no point in Tom and anything except standards of excellence. We will deal with the Talton Cup if we're in it and we'll, we'll certainly give it every bit of respect. There's no feeling that beats playing for Ireland. My God, I'm going to do everything that is possible to bring us there. This is Sports Beat Extra. Good evening and welcome along to Sportsbeat Extra. I'm Andy and here's what's coming up on today's show. I've got the third participant in Beats Club Focus and this month it's Checkmat's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Club. Leinster vs Munster gets underway at 6.30 this evening, we'll touch on that, as well as sport on screen on Sunday. But first, with Katie Taylor vs Chantal Cameron due to get underway at 10pm tonight, I'm delighted to be joined by Shauna O'Keefe. The Clonmel boxer has recently turned pro herself. We'll get into her journey, as well as previewing tonight's big rematch at the Three Arena. Tracking sport across the southeast. First thing, Shauna, is a bit about how you got into boxing. Um, so my two older brothers boxed. Um, I used to go watching them from the age of 12 till I was 14. And the coach wanted me to train and wanted me to join for two years. And I just didn't have the confidence to do it. And one of the girls I went to school with in first year in the presentation, she started one Wednesday night and I went up with her and the rest was history. Um, yeah, I went up and fell in, I fell absolutely in love with it and never looked back, to be honest. Brilliant. And I suppose from when you started, how big is the change in attitude towards women's boxing been, do you think? Oh, it's huge. Like, back when I started, um, it wasn't a big thing for females to be fighting at all. It's like there was only one other girl and then the girl that I started with, there was three of us back, back then. And I only ever sparred males. There was never even any females to spar back then. It was really, really hard to find them. So the only time I actually competed against women was in high, um, in competition between the counties, Munsters and the All-Irelands. That was it. So, um, yeah, it was very, very um, uncommon. But as years went on, obviously it got more and more, um, it got more and more coverage. More women started to develop and more women started to get into it. Obviously, because of Deirdre Gorgerty, because of Katie Taylor, everybody that just um, paved the pathway for the likes of us with a dream. Fantastic. And just on Katie there, you fought against her back in 2015 in the National League Finals. What was that experience like? Um, it probably goes down as the best experience of my entire life, to be honest with you. Um, I've watched Katie since I started when I was 14. I was asked all of her amateur fights and uh, I just loved her, loved everything about her and I, I wanted to be, I wanted to grow up and just be like Katie Taylor, she was my idol, so get the opportunity to fight her in an All-Ireland final, like was literally like dreams come true, it was um, an opportunity of a lifetime. Great, and I suppose Katie was very complimentary of your performance in that fight back eight years ago, um, did that spur you on a bit to feel like you could actually continue to the top and go pro? Um, Believe it or not, no, um, it, it wasn't really a dream of mine. Obviously, it was in the back of my mind, but I was so young and so undeveloped back then, and I was only back boxing again after a two-year break that time. So I just wanted to give the amateurs a bit of a go. So, no, um, I, I really, actually really wanted to go to the Olympics, but obviously I met Kelly Harrington in the All-Ireland Final in 2017, and everyone knows it was such a close fight, 3-2 split. And um, I ended up leaving boxing and pursuing a career as a personal trainer, opening my own gym. I had a great career for six years. 
and then I came back last October and put a glove back on my hand and after the year that I've had as everyone knows then I decided that maybe it's time that I pursue my dreams and I turn professional Fantastic and you're due to make your pro debut in December right I think that's uh, not two weeks away maybe I suppose how does that make you feel how do you think you'll feel on the day um, I'm so excited it's actually today to, to the day um, preparation's going amazing I'm sparring with the best I'm actually sparring the IBO world champion at my weight Caroline Dubois and the rounds are just phenomenal couldn't ask for any better um, I couldn't ask for a better sparring partner to be honest with you um, I'm going to be excited I'm going to enjoy it I'm going to be relaxed it's going to be natural because I believe this is exactly what I've been put on this earth to do and I finally get the chance to display exactly how good I am and also show how good I can be. Fantastic. And I suppose, what was the reaction like in Tipperary back home in Clonmel when you told people that you have decided to go pro? Um, the whole town, to be are so excited, obviously. Like, with my, club, uh, my home uh, club, the Clonmel Boxing Club, there's a lot of the guys that are older than me, obviously. They, they aspire to turn pro and do what I'm doing. So I'm carrying the dream for everybody that wants to do what I'm doing. And then everyone in the town, like, you know, there can be bad news and it can be doomy and gloomy. And now there's something really, really positive to focus on because obviously everyone knows my career wasn't smooth sailing. But I'm 29 years of age and I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do and what I dreamed of doing from a 14-year-old 14 14 girl. Uh, just goes to show that it's never too late to follow your dreams. So I'm um, bringing hope and joy and like excitement to the town, the whole town. They just can't get over that there's someone in Clamell after trying to pro and then to make it even bigger, it's a female unit because obviously there's not many females in Ireland at all apart from Casey. And so it's, it's new, it's huge. Absolutely, I can imagine there's lots of young kids in Clamell Boxing Club looking up to you. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to getting back. I'm taking uh, about two or three weeks back home in December. So I'm actually more looking forward to getting back being around my own club, to be honest with you, and back with my coaches and just, yeah, pass on some of the knowledge that I've learned because I like, my coaches love me and passing on what I've learned to bring in anything new that can help develop the kids, you know. So I'm actually really excited to get home and do that. Brilliant. And obviously the physical side of training is so essential and you're probably training six, seven days a week. But how much work goes into the kind of mentality and the tactical side of your training? Um, so I've had this conversation an awful lot, especially since I came back actually more so than when I turned because a lot of the girls I was away in the Irish team with, um, mentally, their, their mental strength isn't there like... The training and the showing up is the easiest, is, um, is probably the easiest part, but mentally, if you're not there, 90% of it's mentally, 10% is, 10% is showing up, and that's 100% because if you're mentally not ready, you're not developed, you're, you have troubles or um, anything going on in the background, it shows in your sport because everyone knows, like, it's a, it's a mental, um, game. You have to be on top form, so, like, I've had a lot of ups and downs since I started to turn, like, there was trouble with managers and then obviously moving. Like, I literally got a phone call and I packed up my whole life and I moved to Essex and it hasn't been so sustainable. I'm, lo- I'm one of the lucky ones. I've done a lot of developing over the years where I've built mental strength and I've built, we'd say, a solid foundation for myself to be able to do this. 
uh, because it's really not for the faint-hearted. It's a tough, tough game. Uh, mentally, more than physically, to be honest with you, the physical side, is, physical side of it is really hard. But mentally, there can be so many setbacks and you have to be able for them. It's, it's the way it goes in the game, but also the way it goes in life. So I think it, it teaches me an awful lot, but it teaches me even more mental strength than I've ever had. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one to call, but I'm telling you, it definitely isn't for the faint-hearted, 100%. Absolutely, and it's a fantastic attitude that you seem to have there. I suppose looking back over your career, you've probably trained with so many different people, inspired with so many people. But I suppose what's it been like training with Kevin Mitchell? Um, it's probably been the best experience, part of the best experience of my entire career because the training could be going better if it tried. And like, like I can't take anything away from my Connor Boxing Club because the boxer and fighter I am right now is because of the training I've done with that club and what they've done with me since I was 14. Uh, but what Kevin is doing now, he's slowing me down for the whole game. He's getting me swiveling through my shots. Um, it's a belief he has in me. So, do you know, um, the game, fighting game is really hard, but if you have someone that's in your corner cheering you on and sometimes believes in you more than you even believe in yourself, that is half the battle, and that is no word of a lie. He sees me being, like, I only spent one week with him, and he turned around and he said, you're going to be world champion, literally after the first week. And for a coach of his caliber to say something like that to me, it was like a dream come true. So it's made me believe in myself more and more, and I'm not only doing this for me, I'm doing it for my town, my club, my coaches, but I'm also doing this for Kevin Mitchell because he's one of the most decorated um, pro fighters but also the one of one of the most gifted uh, best IQ coaches I've ever worked with and people are going to see it because I'm going to be the first one he's brought through as an elite fighter to win a world title and then the two of our careers are going to take off but it's a it's a huge thing for not only me but also Kevin because I'm going to be the first elite fighter that he gets to bring through um, say, um, the stepping stones which are pro debut and then hopefully going down the route of getting a promoter and then definitely we reckon we'll have a European title shot after four fights and I'm going definitely going for a world title shot between eight and ten fights. So within 18 months I'm going to be world champion. Wow, amazing. And I suppose you've been sparring with the best of the best over the last while in preparation for the fight in two weeks' time. What's that experience been like and how important do you think it is? Um, it's, been, it's been brilliant. Uh, so when I knew I was going to go to Essex, my only per- the only person I had my eye on, to be honest with you, was Caroline Dubois because she was the number one um, contender at my weight and then she won the IBO world title. So I was like, yeah, this needs to happen because you get to gauge where you're at being in with the best. So to become the best, best you have to mix it with the best. And my first bar with her, don't get wrong, the two of us head back a lot because it's one of those things. You need to make sure the spar doesn't go too well because they might launch you back. So the second one, the two of us, um, I mean, laid it all out on the canvas. Uh, we did six twos and it was unbelievable. But it wasn't out my depth at all. Um, you wouldn't you wouldn't think by looking at the two of us that that girl was after winning 10-0. I wasn't even after having one. There wasn't much of a difference in the sparring. And then the next spar after that, I did eight twos. And as the rounds got on, I got progressively better. So... It was unbelievable. It was a massive confidence boost for me anyway to tell uh, that I could get in the ring and I could hold my own and do extremely, extremely well with the IBO World Champion at my weight and I haven't even had one pro fight yet. So it just goes to show where I'm at in the levels already. 
unbelievable. And I suppose this weekend is a massive weekend for women's boxing. Looking ahead to tomorrow night, Katie Taylor and Chantelle Cameron, did you watch their first fight? Of course I did. I cried over Poland. So uh, my one of my sponsors got us ringside tickets, but I got picked to represent Ireland uh, in Poland, and I only landed in Poland, and we watched the fight. I was bawling. Like, I was so upset, because, like, Katie Taylor is my idol, and you just don't want to see her go down like that, but it wasn't Katie Taylor that was in the ring at all. She didn't show up on the night. Nothing went right for her between her hair. A lot went wrong, so I believe in my heart of hearts, and this isn't being biased, but I believe there will be a complete different Katie Taylor in that ring tomorrow night. And I can't wait to sit there and watch her win it. Brilliant. I suppose it's there you think that she, in particular that she could do tomorrow night? Um, Katie needs to get back to her style. She's an unbelievable technician. Get dance on her feet, fast movement, in, out, in, more check hooking, get your shots and get off the line. Um, Chantal Cameron's unbelievable at walking you down, but Katie Taylor's too slick and too fast for check hooking and stepping out to the side, getting her angles, getting her shots off. That's the Katie Taylor that we know and love, and I guarantee if that's what shows up tonight, or sorry, tomorrow night, I believe it'll be a completely different fight. And then what needs to be factored in as well, Katie Taylor did a big jump of um, taking a fight away above. Like everyone, just, people don't counter or factor in the weight difference. Two or three kilos even added in in the ring, and even at that, Chantel was probably four kilos further. Um, it makes a huge difference, huge difference. But at least Katie Taylor now has eight, eight months, I think, since the last fight to develop into a, a, a full 63 and a half for that fight. So I think it'll be a complete different fight. Brilliant. She's an absolute legend, and I suppose throughout her career, Katie Taylor's always carried that approach of kind of taking on anyone and everyone. And people are backing you to have the same approach, that kind of never-say-die attitude. Would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. I never say no to anybody. Like, uh, my goal is um, to become lightweight world champion, become undisputed, but I also want to become like welterweight. So I want the two divisions. So I want the division that Katie Taylor has right now, and I want the division that Katie Taylor is fighting for right now, that Chantel Cameron owns. Um, there is no one in this whole world no Amanda Serrano, no Alicia Baumgartner, no um, Chantal Cameron, no Katie Taylor that I will not step in the ring with. And I believe I can get in the ring with anyone, and my coach said the same. From watching me spar the way I am and watching me develop the way I am, there's no one that I'd be, um, I wouldn't be able to get in the ring with. And that's no word of lying. I'm only getting started. So imagine where I'll be in six months, eight months, two years' time, and two years' time. I'm going to, I'm going to completely take over the sport division. I firmly believe it. What an attitude. And Shona, finally, 14 days to your pro debut. What are the next two weeks going to be looking like for you? So today, I'm actually, I had two sessions this morning. So it's more for, so next week will be my hardest week. So we get all of my hard running sessions done, all my hard sparring. So my first fight is going to be a 6-2 rounder. Uh, so I'm fighting A2. So I'll do um, three sparring sessions. So I'll end up getting in like a, We'd say 10 sessions again next week, but then the following week will be taper week. We'll just be kind of taking over, doing your pads, weight maintenance, that's it. And then I'll be uh, iron, I'll literally be as sharp as iron, get into the ring next uh, Friday. I'm actually on the way to the airport, traveling to Dublin tonight. I'm going to be doing the matchroom 5K run tomorrow morning in Dublin. 
going to Katie Taylor's fight and then I sparred in Dublin Sunday morning before I fly home. Tracking sport across the southeast. Sports Extra. And many thanks to Rachel for covering that interview for us today. And as we mentioned, Taylor versus Cameron 2 gets underway around 10pm Irish time tonight. The old rugby rivalry reignites today also between Leinster and Munster. The game due to get underway at 6.30 this evening. Leinster come into the game in good form having won four on the bounce following an opening round defeat to Glasgow. While Munster have had a, a bit of a mixed start, they've won three, drawn one and lost one. So Leinster sit on top of the pile at the moment with a, a whopping plus 84 points difference. Munster currently sixth on 17 points with a points difference of plus 44. The last meeting between the sides saw Munster triumphant in the URC semi-final back in May and if the game tonight is half as entertaining as that one was, it really promises to be a cracker. But now it's over to Beats Club Focus and this month's selection is the Checkmat Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Club. Earlier this week I caught up with coaches and members to hear all about one of the fastest growing sports in the world. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports Beat Extra. Hi, my name is Wagner Vazut. I am head coach at Checkmat Jiu-Jitsu Waterford. I'm a black belt on the Professor in Henrique Vieira. I represent the Checkmat in Ireland. I started Jiu-Jitsu when I was a child. It was, I, I, I was born in a, in a neighborhood that everybody used to do Jiu-Jitsu. So I just started, mainly because my brother, my older brother, he started Jiu-Jitsu, I just started following him. The Jiu-Jitsu for me, as I started when I was a child, I have a big fox with kids because I, Jiu-Jitsu helped me a lot to build self-confidence, learn some discipline for my life, and that's that's my thoughts in Jiu-Jitsu, not just kids, but we have a a big job here, big plans with kids, teenagers. Jiu-Jitsu for us is more than just a sport or martial art, Jiu-Jitsu is is a lifestyle. in the dojo, we every day meet good people. We make always new friends on the mat, and more the the, the discipline about the martial art to learn. We every day has a, have a good environment uh, where I can meet good friends and learn with each other good things. The most important to come to training. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu is my life. It's not just a hobby. This is my full-time job. The best thing for me is coming to the mat uh, every day and meet my, my students, have a good time with them. We have an amazing, amazing atmosphere on the mat here, so it's big motivation for me. I'm a competitor as well, not just a coach, so I train to compete, but more than competition is see the, 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 the results I have here with kids, adults, when you see the guys the first time they come to the mat, in, in a couple of weeks or months, you can see the, the self-improvement. They building, uh, building their self-confidence, self-esteem, uh, make new friends. It, it's just amazing place to stay every single day. Hi, my name is Harry Phelan and I run the MMA program at Checkmat Waterford. Um, well, I was training MMA for years, but my old gym shut during the lockdowns. So a mate of mine from work actually trained down here, and I just came down because I wanted to get back into a bit of training. And um, 
I was lucky enough that Wagner gave me an opportunity to start coaching classes once I got down here and it's been going great so far. I had some experience grappling through the MMA already but um, I just really missed it during the lockdown. Obviously there wasn't much to be done and it's it's not the type of training you can exactly do on your own, you need partners for so I was just looking to come down and get back into it. Yeah. At the moment we just offer Jiu-Jitsu and MMA but we're hoping to, uh, we're going to have Judo, we're going to have Kickboxing, uh, hopefully we can have like a weighted equipment area for sort of strength and conditioning work, we're going to offer um, sports therapy and massage so the plan is basically to turn this into a, into a training centre and kind of a headquarters for people to come in and get whatever type of trainer they want. Hopefully run fight camps, self-defense classes, all sorts. Well, MMA for sure. I mean, you can't fault anyone other than Conor McGregor for the boom, especially in Ireland, you know. Um, Jiu-Jitsu was uh, still pretty niche, but it's, it's on the up and up for sure. More and more people, I think, are taking it up every year. But um, I think the popularity of MMA has led to the popularity of Jiu-Jitsu because people see people going to the ground and grappling and kind of get curious about that and find out that's jiu-jitsu and wrestling and stuff and I think it kind of leads from there so so all thanks to Conor McGregor I think really especially over these parts. Hello my name is Freya and I'm a member of Checkmap Jiu-Jitsu Waterford and I love it here. Um, I was in Abu Dhabi um, a few weeks ago and I won gold. I had three fights. I fought someone from Mongolia, Kazakhstan and Belgium. So you're a world champion now. How does that feel? It feels amazing. And did you have a big celebration when you got back? I ate a lot. <laughs> um, my favourite part is my team and how everyone is there for me whenever I lose or win. And I like that I can come here and let my mind go blank. Um, my mum and dad got me into it and then once I got started I really enjoyed it. Hi, my name is Elisa and I'm a member from Checkmate Water. I love going to Checkmate Waterford and I love my team and they're always there for me and I love the way that they're, they're, they always fight against me and they push me on while I'm going um, every day. My favourite part about Checkmate Jiu-Jitsu is getting a belt. <laughs> my favourite part about Checkmate Jiu-Jitsu is the time you spend with friends and get sparring as well. <laughs> My favorite part of jiu-jitsu is when you um, like do real like do jiu-jitsu. <laughs> my favorite part is um sparring. Hi, my name is Michelle, and I've got three girls um, that train here at Checkmat Jiu-Jitsu Waterford. Well, we really wanted to shine the spotlight on the club. We can see how hard they're all working together and how much they deserve recognition for what they're doing. There is huge plans here going forward to put Waterford on the map for Jiu-Jitsu and other mixed martial arts sports. And I, I just really think they need, need a hand, to be honest, to get it, the word out there and, and make the club better known. It gives them some recognition um, that they really deserve. It's even today, just knowing we were coming on it, everybody's working together to get here and put the best foot forward. Um, there's a real family feel here. Um, so encouraging that and I suppose we, we really want to share what, what it does for, 
for every member of the team with with the community because it, it really is exceptional um it's so intercultural here there's something here for everyone fitness uh, holistic development you name it um the changes i've seen in my kids alone has been exceptional as you can see here andy uh we're we're growing and we do we do need need a hand i um i have to say we do like doing things a little bit differently um so having three girls we were like okay well kind of makes sense that they're um, self-defense um, and they're able to handle themselves but to be honest that's one of the last reasons we do it now we can just see how it grows them their self-esteem how they can talk for themselves in, in crowds um, the friendships they've made um, like the, the feedback is exceptionally positive from from everyone as to as to how they are in life I would say just go for it. Um, Wagner runs a trial basis here for a week so kids can come down, they can sit, they can watch the class, they can participate. I wasn't uh, overly keen on watching them get get uh, into fights, but it's not like that at all. It's really, it's, it's at whatever level the kid wants it at. They can fight competitively or they can come just for fitness. It really is where, you, where the kids want to be. Well, we're all just family and we're all just a team. There's... Um, Oh, so many different cultures walk through the door um, and it's really, really wonderful. We get to, to learn from everyone. There's different languages been spoken. Um, on the mats, everybody's just at the same level and they just can just leave everything at the door and they can come in and they can just chill. Coach Harry and Professor Wagner then sought out the interview by summing up their favourite part of coaching and the plans for the future. Stuff that works for me might not necessarily work for another fighter between... Um, different body types, you know, height, length, the length of your limbs. So it's trying to, it's kind of the problem solving aspect of trying to find stuff that works, general stuff I can teach to everybody, but then also tailoring specific things to certain students and their styles. And I love the challenge of it. I'm grateful to have the chance to teach each of my students and see how the positive impact that Brazilian Jiu Jitsu has on their lives, both on and off the mat, is rewarding. We are constantly working to deliver excellent work to our community in Waterford. Now, we are expanding our dojo and in a few weeks, we will be opening an MMA training center uh, that integrates Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and the other martial arts such as Judo and Kickboxing. Really were like a family and a really committed crew down there at Checkmat Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Club. Thanks so much again to them all for having me over. There's just time now for sport on screen on Sunday. Scottsdown vs Trillick in the Ulster Club Championship football semi-final is TG Cahar's GEA Bio game. Coverage of the UK Snooker Championship continues on BBC One and Two throughout the day. Sky Sports Super Sunday features Tottenham Hotspur versus Aston Villa at 2pm and then at 4.30. Manchester United travel to Everton in what will surely be a hostile Goodison Park following the points deduction incurred by the Toffees during the week. Man City versus Tottenham in the Women's Super League is on Sky Showcase from 6.30pm. Showcase also has highlights from 10am of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix qualifying and race for anyone who missed it. RT1 has coverage from 10 past 1 of Day 2 of the Punchestown Winter Festival. There's a live NFL on Sky Sports main event from 7pm right through to 4.30am if you're so inclined. That's all for this week's episode of Sportsbeat Extra. I'm Andy. Thanks so much for joining me. And Beat Anthems is coming up next. Sportsbeat Extra. Beat 102-103.